A true friend is someone who cares about you and is interested in you and supports what is best for you. They don't get to tell you what to do, they don't get to mercilessly criticize you, and they don't get to use you as an emotional dumping ground and demand that you keep listening. So if you're on the receiving end of that and you think you're obliged to be supportive to people who are doing things that are morally abhorrent to you, I wanna tell you why that is not what friendship demands of you. My letter today is from a woman I'll call Skylar, and she writes, Dear crappy childhood fairy, one of my struggles is that I seem to attract people who are struggling and need a friend and someone to talk to. All right, I've got the fairy pencil. I'm going to circle things I want to come back to on a second reading, but let's see what's going on for Skylar here. One of my friends has become involved with a married man. They both work where I work. Ugh. Normally, I just listen and I don't judge or give advice unless it is requested. Recently, I've found myself feeling great turmoil and strife in what she is telling me. My friend had some trauma in her childhood and she suffered an abusive marriage. She's now divorced and has been alone for several years. She feels very lonely and wants to find a man to love and be loved by. She has had a difficult time finding a soulmate. For the last few years, I've listened to her as she confided in me about her loneliness and her desire to find someone to grow old with. About two years ago, she found someone at our place of employment that she developed a crush on. They've become closer and closer as she found ways to support him in ways that his wife has not done or been able to. She has been very good at developing the same interests as he has so that she could get close to him. She tells me that she doesn't want me to judge her, she just needs me to listen to her. So that's what I've done as she has become closer and closer sexually and emotionally with this man. Over the last few months, this guy told her that he has decided to get a divorce so that he can get with and marry my friend. He has five children and a wife who's in the dark about the affair. My mother was divorced five times and I have experienced that pain and consequences of that as a child. I feel for what the children will likely go through because of this. This secret is weighing heavily on me for many reasons. I don't want to see my friend hurt either. Can you please give me some advice for what I can say to my friend to help her understand what she is doing? She is so involved and infatuated right now. I doubt she will listen to me. Maybe I shouldn't be involved and I should stay in my place as her listening ear. What do you think? Um, please help. Thank you, Skylar. Okay, Skylar, I can help. I don't know where you got the idea that your job is to be a listening ear to somebody who's doing something terrible like that. I'm just challenging you, like why is it important that they get listened to as if they need support for what they're doing? I just don't see it that way. I think if people are going to do incredibly self-destructive things that are also harmful to other people, you can call them out, you can turn your back on them, you can call them out, but you do not have to be a listening ear. Why do I get the feeling? that she it's a one-way friendship because if it were a two-way friendship she might be sensitive to this horrible position it puts you in of knowing this terrible tragedy unfolding this is what i'm sort of calling you out on you know how i always get a letter from people and they're having trouble with other people usually and i always go yeah but in here like the problem is in here the problem is that you feel like 
you have to be the listening friend. And you said here, you seem to attract people who are struggling and need a friend and someone to talk to. So that's a beautiful thing to do to people, to do for people, but not when they are abusing it. And abusing it means they're sucking you into scandal and tragedy and lies. You're, you're actually being recruited into the lie. And it's not good for you. It's not good for you. You had asked, what can I do to help her understand what she's doing? And I would say, I don't know if you need to make her understand what she's doing. I think on some level she knows I'm very skeptical that anything you say would change her mind. She's, you know, to do what she's doing takes a, a super uh, determination not to pay attention to reality, to the terrible consequences of what this is. There was this thing you said where, you know, and she found ways to support him in ways that his wife has not done or been able to do. And um, that is just like the oldest story in the book. You know, you understand me. And he chose to have five children with this person. And I bet she doesn't have as much time and emotional bandwidth to find ways to support him. She's dealing with the kids, right? Yeah, I guess it just <laughs> it makes me mad. It makes me mad that this is going on. I often see this. People write to me when they're having affairs and people having affairs very seldom have true awareness of the harm that they're causing to other people, including all the children. I don't think you need to bring your childhood trauma into this. It's not bad for the kids. You know, you're not perceiving the moral wrongness of this because you were traumatized as a kid. I wouldn't bring that in because then it makes it easy to go, well, you just think that because you're traumatized. That's not why you think that. It's because it's wrong. It's because they're including a lot of people in, in a lie, and that's a bad thing to do to people, spiritually, morally, professionally, to recruit them in a lie. So I suppose if it were me, I would say something. I would say, hey, you know what? I have to tell you the, the truth. I really don't approve of what you're doing. I think it's really bad, and I uh, would be happy to be your friend if you want to end this, and I'll support you with that, but I cannot anymore support you in continuing this behavior. And you could do that. I've did it to a friend once and that person stopped being my friend as of that day. And they were like, oh, you judge me. And it's like, I did judge people. There's this idea out there like you should never judge people, but judging means using your discernment. Judging means using clarity, using a clear head because you're outside the situation. And I know I've confronted friends about mistakes before. It really has never been good for the friendship. And before I did it, I had to be aware that it was probably going to destroy the friendship. There's something inherently very self-centered about people who are doing wrong, doing something morally wrong. And so they're not open to being told that they're doing something wrong. But I'm just hoping you can detach from having this friend. It's not considerate to you. This is not somebody, you know, it's like I just started out by saying a true friend is somebody who cares about you, who is interested in you, and who supports what is best for you. So getting you sucked into a big lie at work is not best for you. This is a one-way friendship. And perhaps you feel like you have a friend shortage and you have to kind of put up with whatever you've got. But the funny thing is, is that when we're mixed up in, in terrible things like this, it kind of taints our vibe. And so if you were to exit this friendship, there would be a nice space where nothing was tainted and somebody really cool could come in, somebody who was capable of a reciprocal relationship, somebody who, because of who they are, kind of inspires you to be your best self. Like that's an ideal relationship. 
not one that drags you down, not one that fills you with shame and remorse and worry all the time. Now, sometimes a family member becomes mentally ill or a, a, a spouse leaves. Sometimes we're forced to deal with situations that we really can't control anymore. But really what it's called when you listen to somebody is if they just need somebody to talk to is an enabler. And not to be hard on you, but that's what it is. It's making it possible for her to keep going. It's making it possible for her to believe that there's, that this is so cool. You know, she's so helpful to him. I mean, really, I know there are situations where people, it starts with an affair and they go on to be happy and it was the best thing for everybody, but I think it's extremely rare. This is one of those things of, this is a, sounds to me like a dad with five kids trying to escape. If he was going to leave her, he would have done it already. And when he does, if he does, his life is going to be very busy supporting his ex and the kids. It's not going to be this great straight shot. And when relationships begin in an affair, what people have told me is that almost without exception, there's a whole bunch of distrust there that it's going to happen again. And I think statistically it is more likely to happen again when people started their relationship that way. So it's a world of hurt. And I, I, I just want to set you free. You don't have to keep endorsing it or supporting it or being a friend to it. She doesn't need a friend right now. She needs to be with reality and you don't have to be the person to give her reality. Reality is a friend doesn't want to be her friend anymore, that it's gotten weird. Reality is that what she's doing, nobody really wants to talk to her about. That's one of the loneliest things about secret relationships is you don't get to talk about the person. And because he's married and has a family, she doesn't get to hang out with them very much. And so a lot of times people who are sort of like addictively participating in illicit relationships, they want to talk like way more than normal about it. They want to get some to bend somebody's ear because talking about it is kind of how they can keep their endorphins going, you know, get a dopamine hit off the whole thing is talking about it. That yucky feeling you have is the feeling of being used like a drug. So yeah, that's my two cents. If you want to know, you can, you can keep going as you are. But I encourage you to be honest about how you feel about it and step back. I have a feeling she will leave your life. And I have a feeling that you will meet people who are much better able to encourage you and support you to have a happier life than you do right now. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my content, think about joining my membership program. You can find out more information about that and all my courses and coaching programs at crappychildhoodfairy.com. Remember, healing is possible. People with childhood PTSD can have a wonderful life. Sometimes we just need a few workarounds. I'll see you next time.